guys if you are listening to Mutiny Radio and it's Monday night, 6 to 8. Usually you are ready for Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm, but tonight it's a little bit different. We have History Schmistery, brought to you by Christian all the way out of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, brought to us by our two favorite uh, people that live in misery, uh, Old Dumbface Steve Poggi and Latoya the Sheriff of Truth Wins. So be really excited. Upcoming, you guys, in a few minutes, it's going to be History Schmistery with Christian here on MutinyRadio.fm.
wild clapping and welcome everybody to History Schmistery with Yay! Christian. I don't even know your last name, Christian. Uh, Christian Lawrence. Christian Lawrence is here and we are doing a special, special podcast for him and it's going to be called History Schmistery. So we are going to get started in just a sec. Keep listening to the great tunes of Miles Davis, also a historical figure. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody out on the street? If you can hear it, come on in. There is foolishness about to happen in here. Uh, yeah, you have the dog. Dude, dude with the dog. Come back in here. It's going to be awesome. Your dog is totally welcome. I don't know if he is, but he could be. What's up, guys? My name is Christian. <laughs> oh, Ed's killing it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm Christian Lawrence. I'm uh, the host for the show tonight. It's called History Schmistery. Um, but, uh, I'm from St. Louis. Um, probably not a lot of our listeners have been there. Um, I don't know, you've probably heard of our arch. It uh, looks like primarily half of a McDonald's sign, that, or the most epic McDonald's sign at... Uh, they stopped about halfway through. My brother-in-law used to be one of the guys, like one of the, uh, the tour guides when you'd go to the Arch. He'd kind of give you some information about the place. But he was a little bit of a dick when he'd do it. He'd, he'd be up there, and uh, there's an old fella. Be like, uh, he asked him, does the Arch ever, like, blow? Does it ever move in the wind at all? And my brother-in-law was a little bit of a dick. He's like, every so often, it will just right down, just kiss the river and just come right back up. And this old fella freaked out and he's like, no, that doesn't happen. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Um, we've got a Six Flags. I don't know the... V yeah, come on in. It's a free show. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, how's it going? Come on in. That's right. Come on in. This is the audience. Introduce yourself. Oh, God. I'm Sarah. It's very funny. You guys are the best. Come on in. Um, the uh, I'm from St. Louis. We have a we have a Six Flags there, and uh, they've got this thing called the Superman ride. You get into it. It's on like on a giant pole. You get into it. It goes all the way up, and then it just boom, you know it comes back down. People love it. The uh, I used to work there, and one time I noticed. People got on, it was going up, they're at the top, and I'm kind of watching, and pe the people at the top just look kind of obscured, like there was something there, like some sort of low, dark cloud around them. And then they started, you know, yelling, because you're at, a, you're at a, uh, a theme park. And I go to the guy, I'm like, what is that? What is up there? And he goes, he just like, this looks like just deadpan. He's like, oh, that's wasps. And they're screaming not because they're being fun, because it's fun, but because they were being repeatedly stung by a cloud of wasps, and they were trapped at the top of the Superman ride. If any time it needs to activate just to get away from the wasp, just do it. And they apparently didn't want to. When I'm not doing this, I'm making uh, board games. I've got some pretty good ones. Uh, Quadriplegic Twister. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've got one called uh, NPR Pledge Drive the Game. <laughs> it's not that fun. It's just really involved. And uh, got another one just called A Fifth of Whiskey and Some Dice. And I don't even know how to play it. I don't know. It's pretty stupid. Um, 
yeah, so if you guys are familiar, we're doing a show here. It's called History Schmistery. And the idea is it's not a regular, typical stand-up show. The idea is uh, stand-ups are going to come up in costume, in character, as a historical figure. So it's not, you know, it's not your friend, this historical figure's here. So uh, we're going to bring up our first comic. This is going to be awesome. So uh, it's not Ed Ant. Put your hands together for Mike Tyson. You may not recognize my voice because I've taken some speech therapy classes. They're teaching me how to talk real pretty. That's what I'm trying to say. Hey, look, somebody in a dress. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I've got nothing except uh, say, uh, you should all go to Las Vegas and watch me do my act. The un <laughs> the unmitigated truth. Why are you laughing at me? I don't like people laughing at me. Stop laughing. I'll punch you in the face. I'm the champ. All right. Now that we've got that out of the way, how are you, you fine lady? I'd like to fornicate with you. Yeah, that's something I'd say quite often. No, no response. All right. Uh, how about uh, how about pigeons? Do you like pigeons? I love pigeons. I got me a whole coop full of them. Yeah, I named one Tex. He's my favorite. Yeah, I pet him quite frequently. I like pigeons. You cl all right. You, you don't like pigeons. You think of them as sky rats. Well, screw you. You hateful, hateful person. Uh, I, I'm fucking bobbing up here. All right. When I won my first 14 consecutive victories, yeah, yeah, I was the champ. Yeah, and when I won that title, everybody knew that I, Iron Mike Tyson, would never be beaten, except that one time and that other time. But I came back, and I'm standing proud as a man who needs to get a tattoo removed <laughs> and has gotten really good at speech therapy. Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised how great you can get if you just focus and stop punching people because of your speech impediment. Uh, you, could, you could really buckle down and learn. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that's all I got. Mike Tyson's got a better voice, and by God, do not fuck with him on pigeons. He is on point with that. Uh, folks, we've got a really great, uh, a great guest coming up next. Uh, not only uh, he is not just he was not just the king of Sparta, but this is actually the actor who played King Leonidas in the movie Three Hundred. Yeah. Bring him on up, folks! Bring him on up! Woo! 
That's right. It's me. I am your king. You guys like that movie? I wasn't in the sequel. Uh, my acting career hasn't really gone. Uh, like I thought, but my manager said, all field actors should try stand-up. So I thought, you know, put this on your resume. You know, and you never know what'll happen. Huh? Yeah. Uh, audience! What is your profession? <laughs> Did anyone say agent? I uh, was really hoping some of you would say agent. I've, uh, I've gained a bit of weight since I uh, was in that movie. But that's okay. The, the, the LA tan is fine, whatever. I, it's just tough. It's tough for an out-of-work actor these days. Uh, you may remember my voice. I am now the voice of Oinko's Yogurt. Uh, <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, give it up for your last performer. Uh, do they still call you Nubian? Is that the N word I'm allowed to use? I don't. It, uh, things have changed since. Things have changed. I. All right, I know you guys all want me to say the catchphrase, so I'll, I'll say the catchphrase. Huh? Uh, this is. Uh, I can't say the rest for legal reasons. Uh, didn't trademark the movie. Also, I can't even say. Uh, 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 that phrase anymore, I've been replaced by Google Maps. Google Maps has taken my job. <laughs> Turns out if you want to know where you are in Greece, you just go to Google, and fucking Google will tell you. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little down on my luck. I'm a little down on my luck as a king, all right? But I'm still your king. I am your king. And I will suck your dick outside for $5. I will suck. Because headshots are not cheap, you understand? I need new headshots. You must be a Spartan woman, because only a Spartan woman can heckle a Spartan man. <laughs> anyway, I'm still more of an actor than a stand-up. This is really just my manager thinks it looks good when I go in for commercials. Uh, nobody, under, nobody knows why commercials like it if you're a stand-up comedian. Stand-up comedians don't improvise or anything, but it apparently looks good. I thought I'd do some impressions for you guys. I'd do some impressions. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, my partner wants to murder you. Uh, but I want to make you a slave. Uh, thank you. That was good Spartan cop, bad Spartan cop. Uh, was, uh, 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 thank you. Those are my impressions. Uh, it's all I really have working for me. Again, I'm really banking on that Oinkos yogurt money. Uh, by the way, if you, if you know uh, any Persians, they can come and take us now and bring gold. Uh, our economy is not doing great. I... Most of the acting money just goes right back to Germany. Uh, that is a EU joke. I thought I'd fit in there. All right, I uh, listen. I gotta go, but it's been lovely, lovely. Uh, uh, enjoy it. Listen, if we could just have a Kickstarter for another 300 movie, I'm sure they'd let me be in it this time. I just think I'll get back into shape. I'll do four or five sit-ups. What does it take? <laughs> Once again, this is, and you just fill in the blank, you know, fill in the blank, because again, I can't for legal purposes. I'm sorry. Hey, okay, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the elephant in the room. Yes, my wife is now being, is now playing the role of Cersei on Game of Thrones. And yes, we have split up, okay? We couldn't, we couldn't last. Turns out every time you see your wife banging her brother, it hearts the relationship. <laughs> I know they're actors, but she's too good at it. She's too good for her brother to stay with someone. I just, I'm sorry. 
irreconcilable differences. More like, stop banging your brother, woman! All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was the last thing. Enjoy the rest of your show. But again, I will suck. I am your king, and I will, su- I will, su- I will suck your dick for $5 outside. I could really use, I mean, I might even, you don't even have to, if a spritzer would be nice at this point. Uh, anyway, uh, if you need me after the show, uh, I'll be right outside because that's where I live now. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> that was the actor who played King Leonidas of Sparta. Um, please help that man out. He's in need of some help. Um, your next comic um, was uh, another king, and there were he was number eight in line because there's a lot of Henrys. Guys, put your hands together for King Henry VIII. I'm no fucking actor. I'm the real king. Hi, guys. Thanks for showing up. My name is Henry VIII. If you're wondering why I'm not white, we all know the British sun. Gets me a great tan. Those wonderful British summers. So sunny. Uh... No, I, you guys may know me from the sh- TV show The Tudors. Yeah, fun fact about that show, is near the end of my life, I was getting pretty fat, but they kept the actor who played me to be super fit and handsome, so it would be kind of like if Channing Tatum played modern-day Chris Christie. <laughs> is not exactly going to be accurate, but Channing, that's a nice name. It's an original name, and you know what? I wish I had an original name, and you know how I know I don't have an original name? Because I'm Henry VIII. There are eight other Henrys other than me. Other than me. I don't need this crowd. Everyone knows I'm the fucking king. Eight other Henrys. I feel like every goddamn is either named Richard, James, Charles, Edward, or Henry. Think of some original names. No, but you guys probably... I, I established the Tudor court. Uh, that, that one got its name. That one got its name. We farted a lot. So we, You'd be surprised how much of English history is just fart jokes. It's incredible. Or like there's a lot of toilet humor, like the f- t- toilet humor, like the favorite famous battle of Waterpoo, <laughs> where the French got diarrhea and we won. That's how it went down. Check your history books. No, but I, uh, I, you, I'm probably most famous for having six wives. I also had a ton of mistresses. That's why they called my castle Poundtown Abbey. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. It was weird that they were referencing a two th- early 2000, well, early 2010 show. But uh, yeah, no. What am I doing next? Oh yeah, okay, so let's talk about Catherine of Aragon. Catherine of Aragon was my first wife, my longest wife had her, because I married her for more than three years. So, uh, you know, she was the hardest one to break up with, because when I tried to annul the marriage, the Catholic Church was like, no. But I'm pretty sure God didn't tell the Pope that I had to keep marrying Catherine. I wanted to get a divorce from her because, you know, she kept having all these stillbirths. And if God really wanted me to be with Catherine of Aragon, why did he keep killing all her kids? I mean, that's just, I mean, I didn't understand that. So, yeah, no, me, well, okay, the Pope was saying I couldn't do it. You know, there's socio-geopolitical reasons for it. It's, honestly, you could probably spend, like, the better part of a weekend just trying to figure out how to get out of it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's what we did. That's what yeah, it's, it's a reference. You guys wouldn't get it. Uh, no, but, um, you know, one time I was with my friend Charles Brandon, who wasn't very active in committee. Uh, he was, uh, him and, him and I, he's my best friend. We were drunk, and at the time, all there was to drink was beer. So we weren't always wasted. We were always just a little drunk. It was like an entire nation of alcoholic uncles. Like, you've never, you don't always see them completely blacked out drunk, but they're never not sober. Wait, they're never sober? That was what no. I meant to say? Right. Yeah, okay. So yeah, no, I said to Charles Brand, I was like, what if, what if I'm the new pope? And he was like, you can't do that. And then I did it. Other reformations happened because of shit like indulgences. English reformation happened because I wanted to indulge my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So no. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I sent her away. Sent her away, and then I, uh, then I married a new woman, Anne Boleyn, and I wanted a male heir. And people were always asking me, "Why do you want a male heir so badly?" And it wasn't just because I thought queens couldn't run the place, but it was mainly because I had six wives. You know what I don't need more of? Women. <laughs> I don't need more women in my life. And you're not even allowed to fuck your daughters, so that makes them worse than more wives. You know? <laughs> That's terrible. That's the worst part about having a daughter. But I do feel bad. I do feel bad for Anne Boleyn, because she must have known she was going to die the moment the doctor was like, it's a girl! Yeah. But then I did what all rich men did. I, uh, charged, my, uh, I, I, I charged her with... Uh, adultery, and then I married the woman I had been cheating on her with, <laughs> and that worked out. And uh, this one, this one was Jane Seymour. Uh, she she was my favorite because she gave birth to a son and then died in the process, so that saved me a step. <laughs> Didn't have to kill her to move on to the next one, Anne of Cleve, who I was married for for less than a month, well, less than a year, till I annulled it because I said we hadn't cons consummated it, but guess what? We totally had. Uh, shit. Let's look at this. Yeah, but I, uh, I'm pretty proud of the way I died. I died at age 55 doing something very few people of my time could do. Today it doesn't sound as impressive, but remember this was in the 1500s. I died of obesity. And it took a lot of food, and there just wasn't that much of it. You know how hard it is to die of obesity when there's barely any sugar? You just have to eat meat and fat. And honestly, it's not that fun, but you just keep going. All right. That's my time. Hey, keep it going for Henry VIII. That's the fancy Burger King style. He's got it. He's got it. And you know what? Hey, Henry VIII really committed to the costume. He's got the whole thing. It's awesome. The khakis and the converse, as they used to wear back then. It's a good look. Um, are you ready for your next comic, guys? Oh, shit. Okay, it's our, it's our first female comic of the evening. Put your hands together for the one and only Susan B. Anthony. Thank you. Thank you very much, Christian. I, I do want to bring up something. I am Susan B. Anthony. I fought for women's rights. 
and now it's 2016, I'm the only woman on this lineup? What kind of bullshit is that? And look at all these alpha males you put against me. A fucking rapist. A fuck, he probably raped too, but they don't, didn't call it that, and he died of fatness, it's just gross. I can't believe, this is what I had to deal with. My sisters, so good to see you, thank you, they're here to support me. Fucking A. But I'll, I will make it through this, because I'm not a basic bitch, Christian. I'm not, and there'll be a split cider article about this, trust me. <laughs> there'll be an article about this. Oh yes, I am Susan B. Anthony. I know, and you're probably looking at me like, yeah, I don't look exactly like the photos I posted on my Insta Derogotype <laughs> account. Uh, but you know, we all have to deal with this stuff, you know, the image and how we look as women. You know, Photoshop 1812, that was when it was first developed. So I've had to deal with it for a long time. You know, and all the open mics I've been to advocating women's rights, abolitionism, those great open mics at Seneca Falls. <laughs> a lot of fucking dudes. But I powered through it. It's tough, you know, it's tough to advocate for women's rights when you're surrounded by all these men I've had tried different approaches. I first thought maybe, you know, I'm called Susan B. Anthony, but maybe I should be Susan Bro Anthony. <laughs> maybe that would have done it. I, I thought, no, no. Then I'd be Susan B. Trippin. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. I'm Susan Bra Rippin. You know what I'm saying? Boom, huh? Oh, let's get some of that, Susan Bra Rippin. <laughs> yes, indeed. But I'm very progressive. I was ahead of my time advocating for the rights of women, for abolitionism, for temperance. Ahead of my time. And look, do you hear my name? I was for trans rights before it was even a thing. Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> you just correct the, the grammar. It's Susan is Anthony. Come in, sweetheart. <sighs> I was ahead of my time. It was kind of a big deal. I, so I did, I advocated, you most, most likely will know it's for women's rights to be treated equally, to be able to vote, but also to free the slaves and temperance. That's kind of the odd one out. You know, I advocated to stop producing alcohol, no more drinking alcohol, so hey, you can free the slaves, but you can't celebrate in any fun kind of way. <laughs> no, no, put the champagne bottle down, have some beet juice. That's how I rolled. Oh boy, and now it's good, it's 2016, so great to be here in this year and see that I'm still recognized, still loved. I see my face on $1 coins and on stamps, two things that apparently no one fucking uses in 2016. Is this how you treat your women as useless objects? If you're gonna put my face on something, make it something people use, they enjoy using, like oh, this march was so great, I feel so sweaty. Thank God I have some Susan B. Anthony wet wipes. Those are awfully useful, oh! Oh boy. Now I wanna pass something out, because I never stopped working. I was a very diligent, hard worker, and I never stopped giving speeches. So I'm gonna pass out this flyer I have. Susan B. Anthony, the Invincible, will deliver her famous lecture entitled, Women wants bread, not the ballot. Let me explain. You're probably thinking that makes no sense, but I love fucking sourdough, I gotta be honest with you. 
I fucking love it, okay? I can have both. At Union Hall, Friday, October 12th, I'm going to pass these out. Please come. It's only 50 cents. Not for you, Henry VIII. Fuck you. Okay, here you go. You killed your wife. You, you, you can have one, but none of these awful male bitches. Here you go. Thank you. Who's kidding who? I need, I need to, Tyson, you should come. <laughs> come check it out. Now, now you have to listen to me for a moment. You're probably thinking, wow, you need to talk to your marketing department, Susan B. Anthony, because apparently you're advocating bread instead of ballots. But the deal was this. In England, there were these very poor miners, and they would go on these rampages trying to get bread. They were so hungry. And then people would come up and talk to them and say, hey, you need to enfranchise yourself so you can vote and get better working kids. They're like, fuck that, just give us the bread. So my point is, you should fucking vote, not have the bread. Or you should have ballots made out of bread. That's basically what I'm thinking about. Like, ooh, I don't want to vote, but I do love Raisin Bran. Maybe some Raisin Bran bread. You get both at the same time. Isn't that a deal? Work with me here, people. Work with me. So all I'm saying is I think everyone should go out there and vote. You have the right to vote. Women should have the right to vote. Unless they're voting for Donald Trump, then you don't have the right to vote. No one has the right to vote. We're going to disenfranchise everyone, and we're going to bring back Henry VIII. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Holy shit, that was incredible, guys. Um, I loved it. I love Susan B. Anthony. I wish, yeah, yeah. Keep it going for Susan B. Anthony. Um, uh, our next comic, Trina does not appear to be here, so... She lives a couple blocks away, so she could be here next, but who knows? She, okay. She could be here very, and momentarily, okay. she could rush oh. in and... Okay, so maybe we should just kill a little bit of time for Trina? Sure. Okay. What All character right. do you play? What's that? What character do you... I mean... Oh, I, you know what? I haven't done my own show yet. <laughs> I haven't done... I just, I just, I just put it together. <laughs> I uh, I just I just like history. The uh, but you know what we could do while while we're waiting here. Hey, are, were you here for the open mic? Or you you here for the show? You the mic. You, you want to? You want you want to do just a couple minutes while we're waiting for Trina? What's your name? His name's Ken. But you know what? We're gonna call him. Um, we're gonna call him uh, uh, Nikola Tesla. Welcome, Nikola yeah! Thank you, Mutiny. That's what I'm talking about. This is the this is the show of the revolutionaries. Revolutionary thought and enfranchisement. Right. Nikola Tesla, who is going to go into relative obscurity, only be quoted by hipsters with their socialist ideas. <laughs> yes, Mutiny Radio. This is the spot. This is where the truth happens. This is where we speak truth. That was loud. To power. <laughs> truth to power. Why speak truth to power when I can I find it easier to just speak lies to the disenfranchised? That is my philosophy in life. Speak lies to the disenfranchised. All right? Because everything is problematic now. Everything is problematic. The problems are one of the most problematic, but even more so the solutions. Because all the solutions do, by addressing the problems, 
legitimize and affirm that the problem exists, therefore reinforcing the problems. That is what you get. Do not try to solve problems, folks, is what I'm trying to say here. Accept life the way it is. Okay, accept it unless you want to leave life because that is your best option. That, I think, <laughs> all right, that is the best option. You cannot have social justice as long as there's society because there are people. And people will fuck you over. <laughs> so what do you do? You get rid of society. You get rid of people. Kill people. That's the thesis. That is the thesis of tonight's sermon. Stand-up comedy is the most problematic. Why? Inherently is ableist in its name. It is inherently ableist in its name. Stand-up comedy. How dare you? And then you look at the microphone. What is it? Nothing more. It is a symbol of a phallic. A black phallus being manipulated and used by the white man in the white hand by his white mouth to perpetuate his white supremacy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And furthermore, might I add, why is it a phallic symbol? Oh, vagina shapes aren't good at amplifying sound? <laughs> Do we not see the problem here? The various are oppressive. Look, oh my God, black stage. I gotta get off that cannot longer afford to stand on the black stage. For too long has the white man or the semi-beige man had <laughs> the heel of his boot on the white stage. God damn it. And then you get stuck on jokes because you're thinking to yourself, what do you do? Everything you do is problematic. What do you write? How do you make a joke that's not going to reinforce an archie, a patriarchy, or a white supremacy? I don't know. I'm stuck myself. For example, yesterday I tried to write a cerebral palsy joke, and I couldn't get it to stand on its own. And then I realized maybe it's the premise. It was a little shaky. Rim shots, Arjun, frying with the rim shots. Now, so in conclusion, guys, all I'm saying is domestic violence is wrong. Domestic violence is wrong. It is wrong to hit or abuse your partner in any way without a safe word. And if you are going to simulate drowning them, give them something to hold on to. If they drop it, that's their safe word. Yes, it's just a little waterboard. Just a little waterboard and spice things up in the bedroom. And say what you will. Say what you will. Sid Sink, we will all call Henry VIII. Say what you will, you will your honor. Oh, you killed it. You killed more than eight. You killed them, sir. You killed all eight and maybe none of them. Let's see. <laughs> you don't have the beard. No, you can't be Henry VIII. You're too baby-faced. Henry VIII didn't have a baby face. Although, I got to say, those shoulder pads looking pretty, pretty, uh, pretty regal, sir. <laughs> Very regal. But no, say what you will about waterboarding foreplay. It is the only way I know how to get them wet. Because nothing, nothing moistens the panties like a human rights violation. It's true. It's somewhere in Leviticus. <laughs> Waterboarding, S&M, and sodomy are all in the same, and all three of those get me hard. Now, now I, hard, I, when I say hard, I don't mean to alienate the females here. I'm not talking about my penis. 
Okay, I'm not talking about my penis when I say it gets me hard. I'm talking about the ability to write a punchline off of a riff and to leave it in a sign. That's exactly what I'm saying. This has been a good joke workshop for me, despite <laughs> everything. You know, um, Susan B. Anthony, I gotta say, man, I, I, gotta, I gotta say, listen, I, I, I collect your, your $1 bills because I don't want anybody to see or acknowledge your presence. You know, that's why I'm collecting <laughs> your coins. Got a high history from the masses. Donald Trump has been in the news lately, and I just wanted to say that out loud on stage that Donald Trump had been in the news. Apparently now, Apparently now, Donald Trump do it. Well, Donald Trump is really what Kanye was to would have been if Donald Trump had actually been forced to earn his first million. Am I right? God, really? We go from, oh, you act the sermon to a serious joke. Oh. Anyway, back to voice acting. This has been a great set. S&M is fun, though, isn't it? S&M is fun. I mean, it really, it is. <laughs> I mean, it gets awkward though. Like interracial and SM gets to be the most awkward. Sid, you've been there. Henry the Eighth, I know you've been there. Yeah. You know, it's like when you when you're stuck and you're like, it's a beautiful black girl that wants you to chain and whip, and you're and you're like, what? what? You want me to chain and whip you? Isn't this a hate crime? And she's like, no, sire. That's my safe word. It's a callback to my save for joke earlier. <laughs> Callbacks are hard to do. <laughs> you know, these jokes are, I, I like to write, I realize though, instead of trying to write jokes to change society, I'm writing jokes for me. You know why? Because if I were to say these thoughts out loud in front of the BART station, I would be no different than that schizophrenic guy. I come here and put on a suit, pretend to be normal, now I'm a comedian. And with that in mind, do, are you two regulars here, by the way? Yep. Are you for real? See, this is male privilege, totally overlooking the fact that we had two female comics who are regulars. It's good to have an audience. All right, uh, and in conclusion, hmm? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. I know, if I, I got your identity shoes, the Prince Henry VIII. King? No, I'm, no, you can't be a baby face and be a king. I don't mean to be a fascist. Is that even a word? A fascist. A fascist. I do mean to be a fascist. Oh. A fascist fascist. Okay. And in conclusion, Matt Gubster 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> The ramblings of a uh, almost dead Nikola Tesla when he almost died. Uh, <clears throat> while we're waiting for Trina, let's do. Um, there's a, there's a uh, there's another podcast that I run uh, called I'm the Other Guy. It's an interview podcast, and we've got a couple minutes here. We can kind of fill up with this. The idea is. Um, uh, it's uh, up-and-coming comics talking about their one-to-one offstage experiences with the greats of comedy, okay? So, for example, when uh, Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle came to St. Louis probably around like six years ago or so, uh, I spent the afternoon with him and his manager, and it was a, an incredibly, like, surreal time. It was nuts. I've never seen anything like it before. I could tell that story, but is there anybody who's like, 
hey, you know what? I spent some time with this comic, and you know, like I happened to you know hang out with him after a show or anything like that. Is anybody having a story like that? Anything like that? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I thought we'd throw it out there. No sweat. Uh, I'll tell the uh, I'll tell the Dave uh, Chappelle one. Then we already have another historical figure who's gonna uh, come up here. So I'm run working at the uh, the Funny Bone in St. Louis. Oh, guess who just showed up? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off the her heels, it's Trina. What? It's oh. you. You got it. You got it. Dude. Is like law school. You're not ready? Tough shit. Now you're ready. So, uh, the Mongols. You guys familiar? Love the Mongols. But I, I, I'm going to say that was really uh, the Mongols any time before like a good 700 years is too soon. Right? You really can't joke about the Mongols. I'm just going to put that disc- I get that. I get that these are some murdering motherfuckers, okay? So wait, let me do this. So I, I've got this book called, um, this is an ethnography. It's an account. The, the Mongols, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure that's nobody, but for those of you who don't know, the Mongols were the last nomadic tribe in Europe. They were northern Chinese. Um, were Mongolia is in north, northernmost China. I'm an American. I'm not so cool with the geography. Um, and uh, they're the last nomadic tribe, which actually gives them a huge advantage over the, all, all the other Europeans. Because as Sun Tzu says, uh, one of the biggest problems with a protracted war is keeping the supply lines going, right? I mean, because we're talking, like, this is no longer a problem. I feel like our country is the first country to capitalize on the fact that that's no longer a problem given technology. We can now get shit to the Middle East without too much trouble, right? But if it took you three months to get someplace, right, that's a different story. So Europeans settle Europe, and the Mongols are like, yeah, fuck this. We're going to just ride with the, the army. Right? They don't have a problem because they're nomadic, and so the army goes with them. What? You're like, tell us a joke already, bitch. <laughs> I'm just up here like half. I just walked in. What do you mean, what? I don't you know. I should be asking you what. So, okay. So the Mongols are destroying, so, killing so many people in Europe that the Pope, this is the medieval Pope, mind you, when the Pope had actual power, right? So the medieval Pope is like, holy fuck, somebody go check these people out. They're killing everybody in Europe. They literally kill everybody in Europe. <laughs> so I swear to fucking God. So this is how his, so, so, so this is this friar's account. So he, this is his writing back to the Pope. And he starts, right? So every corporate letter starts the same way. You got to in. So uh, to all who are faithful in Christ, to whom this account may come, Brother John of Plan Carpini, of the Order of the Friars Minor, Nuncio of the Apostic 
see the Tartars and other Eastern nations wish the grace of God now and the triumph, victory of the future of, all right, so back in the day, this is corporate speak to the Pope, right? Now, I grew up in a Christian school. I can tell you a Christian reading that is going to immediately start praying. They're going to be like, <laughs> Lord Jesus, please do not make me read the rest of this book. <laughs> Fucking hey, what do I, I mean? Cliff notes, something, Lord, something. Uh, and this is the prologue. He ends the prologue. It is certainly a harsh thing when a man, because of the good he does, is reviled by others. So this is basically him saying, all right, you assholes, I'm risking my life. So if Marty in accounting has shit to say about my expense report, Marty can just go fuck himself and t come get killed by the Mongols himself, right? <laughs> like the, the plea, it is certainly a harsh thing when a man, because of the good he does for the company, is reviled by others, right? I'm with you. Yeah, fuck Marty in accounting. Um, so, how much more time do you, like, are you gonna? Okay. So, uh, let's see. What do I love about the Mongols? Um, they are, they are a demonstration of what I, I like them as an example of how universal we all are. Right? Because um, they're rich. Like, if you're rich, the emperor, the dukes, and other nobles are wealthy and have gold, silver, silks, precious stones, and gems. Right? Like, he is house, their houses need to be on, like, crib, whatever. Right? Like, they can, like, you get money and then you get bling. That's everybody, right? Universal, you got the biggest house, like, the richest people have the biggest fucking house. Every fucking neighborhood. And even in medieval times, right? Rich house. So, so then what I also I like about he's he's you know clearly Catholic. Catholic. This is a friar reporting to the Pope. So, like, just takes for granted his own religion and just totally shit talks the Mongols. Like he's like, <laughs> they actually believe. <laughs> that the head of the fire would be cut off. And also, okay, well, sorry, I shouldn't have started there. Let me, okay, even though, even though the mart martyrs have no law to do justice or prevent sin, they all do claim certain actions are sins which they or their ancestors have established. So they don't have any laws or sins, but they do think these other things are sins. And it's like, well, dude, they either believe in sin or they fucking don't. Like, your sin is somehow better than their sin? Really? We're going to splice it? Okay. Yeah, we are. Because he can't get over the fact that one of these... Okay, there is, this is one of the things that their ancestors have established. One of these is to thrust a knife into the fire or to touch fire in a way with a knife or to pull meat from the flames with a knife or to cut wood with a hatchet next to the fire. They actually believe that the head of the fire would be cut off in this way, which, I'm sorry, doesn't make sense. So basically, like, if you cut off the head, you've all played with a candle when you were a kid. Um... Also, one must not urinate in a tent. 
if a person does this intentionally, he is killed. What? Yes. You pee, what? What do you mean, what? You pee in my tent on purpose, I'm gonna be like, hey, it's the Mongols' rule, not mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, ah, like, ah, you know, I live in a tent, you pee in my tent on purpose. I'm gonna be like, really wanting, uh, you know, I'm not a killy kind of a person, but I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be like, hey, they're the Mongols. <laughs> they do what the Mongols do. Um, if a person does this, um, otherwise, so accidentally, he must pay a heavy fine to the sorcerer who purifies him, and he must have the tent and all that it is in it pass between two fires, but before it is purified, blah, 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 blah. This is basically a Mongol DUI, <laughs> right? It's like if you're accidentally peeing in someone's tent. No, again, purposefully killed, accidentally your tent gets impounded, and you have to pay a heavy fine to the sorcerer to get it out. It's just, is basically the way the Mongols run that. I could go on, you want me to stop or? We've got, we got one more historical figure here, so. Do it, like I could, awesome. I could, let's end with the Mongol DUI then. <laughs> Thank you. What's that? Trina. Oh, Trina Broderick. All right, you, last, you ready for your last historical figure for the night? This is going to be incredible. Okay, so who you're about to see is not Sid Singh. Who you're about to see is Aziz Ansari as Mahatma Gandhi. Put your hands together. Oh man! Thanks for booking me. Hey, it's me, Gandhi. Hey, lady, you British? You gotta leave. Hey, me. Me and my good friend Kanye are gonna kick out the British. <laughs> I was talking to Kanye the other day as all my bits often start. <laughs> and he was like, yo Aziz, you gotta kick out the British. I mean, and I was like, you mean Gandhi? He was like, I said what I said. <laughs> I was like, damn Kanye, why are both of my voice changing during this impression? <laughs> And he was like, damn, Gandhi, you only really do two voices, and it's pretty clear you're running out of them. <laughs> I'm so skinny. <laughs> I'm so skinny. <laughs> yeah, we notice. Dark Indians and light Indians are different. <laughs> do you guys like my new show, Master? I mean, the movie Gandhi. <laughs> I was played by Ben Kingsley. <laughs> You ever notice how my voice is like kind of Seinfeld at this point? <laughs> this is my impression <laughs> of me, Gandhi, as Jerry Seinfeld. <clears throat> oh my God. What is the deal with the British? <laughs> they're not Brit and they're not Ish, not dumb. They're many things, that one doesn't work. <laughs> You're losing them with these. You're doing so well. <laughs> the audience wants to go home, but you're still on stage. <laughs> Just like your last three hours, this one is not well thought out. <laughs> the premises seem strong, but there's just no punchlines. <laughs> also, because this is bothering me, the Mongolians had their own country. It was called Mongolia. <laughs> 
shot. All right, guys, I'm just saying, give me a shot. That had so many levels to it. That had so many levels. That was Aziz as Gandhi as Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. Oh, that was incredible. Well, guys, I think, I think we killed it. Hey, put your hands together for yourselves. That was awesome. Um, it sounds like there's a show at Brainwash. Where are the other, are there any cool mics tonight? Zoe Bar. Zoe, Zoe, right? Zoe Bar? Wait, Cool. It's new. Uh, it's Brandon's thing, right? Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, unless you have any other questions, we'll call it to a close. Thanks for coming out, guys. You guys, thanks so much. You guys are awesome. Hey, put your hands together for the audience. All right, guys, thanks for coming out to History Schmistery. Uh, it's produced by Bare Knuckle Comedy. We produce multiple different shows through the whole through Midwest. Come check us out. We host, we have uh, like three different podcasts. We do all kinds of crazy garbage all over the place all the time. Have fun, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>
all that, you know what I'm saying? Yo, 1990. Would you, you join me, session. please, and welcome oh, me? Oh, Y'all don't got Chuck <laughs> mad, man. Yo, Chuck Redeem is about to blow up. Culture. Yo, Chuck, get, get, get that. Get
up? Yeah, we was like that, you yeah, know? Well, yeah, and I, and I just got laid back. Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna just sit in here for, for a couple hours. Man, don't sweat it, yo. We gonna catch some stuff, dude. I don't know, I'm kinda tired. Nah, we got a basket. We gonna throw this basket before we go, yo. All right, bro. Because that was a picture of that. Okay, that's cool. To the... To the break of dawn, we gonna... Up in my brainium, my dome, my head, my skull, my cranium. My eyes have had enough, it was time to do some talking. I had to creep through the hound dogs that were stalking. The slimmy caught me peeping. This means she wasn't sleeping on who I was. So she creeped in like a hawk in a minute's time. We adjourned to the floor. Oh, I hit a high note because of the way that she was walking. We got into the groove. I didn't bust no hip hop move. I just kept it nice and smooth. Next thing you know, we got together. Word I thought we'd be. Forever didn't have an umbrella Now I'm soaked in stormy weather Weather, two birds of a feather Fly off all of the beat together Never simp, simp And leave your love life limp There'll be no suicide attempts That is, in the sea In the sea, that is In the sea, in the sea, that is
to this disc jockey's introduction to Matabani's Lazy Gondi. One's about the chaos, the knockouts out there who I call my Hold buddy. Now just wait, we're gonna talk about buddy on this plate. But before we let the herd out the gate, make sure all the levels are straight out. The jungle, the jungle, the brothers, the brothers. Daylight so on a road. Black yeah, medallions, yeah. no gold. Hanging out with bars, hanging out with mates. Buddy, 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 y'all in my face. Both the lap. Zembrowski must wear a cap Just in case the young girl likes to clap Ain't for the win, but before I begin I initiate the body with the slap I drop the beat For the fight from a tribe called Quest When I see Buddy, I will never half step I just do her tribal style and then check The Buddy that I like is to be sexy and nice Just good enough for the one they call Fife A brown skin Buddy with shoulder length hair Nice firm breast and a round area For the next I'm the keeper from my tribe called Quest. And if you quest for the buddy, don't fess. If the Jimmy wants nothing but the best. The best. The best. Let's stick out the Jimmy and see what we can catch. The Nets won't be needed unless. Dancing on the dance floor. Girl, it's she that I adore. Step off stage, just scream for more. Native tongue, that rhymes galore. Snap my fingers, make you mine. If not, I'll snap a second time. After that, I guarantee you will be standing next to me. Fly, buddy. Buddy. Don't you know you make me go nutty? Nutty. I'm so glad that you're not a fuddy duddy. Duddy. Not too skinny and not too chubby. Chubby. Soft like silly buddy. Miss Crabtree. Crabtree. I know that you're not mad at me cause at I me. told you that it was your buddy. buddy that was making me ever so horny, horny. jungleistically horny I won't lie, I love B-U-D-D-Y cause I never let it walk on by when it comes to me and Jenny I seem very serious like a pig free buddy is an act that occurs on a lift when Jimmy and Jenny start shooting the gift boy let me get shot I won't even riff on the dial my buddy talks to me for a while. Plug two is the key to her tip. On the A side of sometimes the flip. Word up, buddy. It's the bud to my daisy tree. Uh -huh. And the looting to my do re me. And the bruiser to my man plug three. Plug three is the whole cup of the bush. My buddy likes the way that I push. And like a champ just knocking on out. Never at once selling out. Without buddy, I'd be on a roll. Now ask the lady. I thought the jungle and quest of soul would just maybe. Give me the chance to say that I get crazy. Due to the fact I let buddy amaze me. As a matter of fact, it crazes me in many ways. I decided that it was time for Moni Love to say. But when it comes to the buddy, you know that I don't play. Cause to me, chasing buddy is the perfect way. But to spend the day.
neighborhoods are looking for some good times If you quest from the soul, guess what we'll find? Whole lot of fun, lots of fun together Just like kissing cousins Yeah, that's kind of clever Close like bosoms, bosoms stay close if you be my buddy I will toast that while I get for most and Lucille McGillicuddy You can be mine and I can be your buddy The best buddies in evening wear Long love unless Trino, he's in there I feel sorry for those who pay a fare A fee? Bird to the D. I don't beg, I just tease my buddy with my right leg <laughs> And then when it's ready, what's said is buddy is best in bed Bird to the D, buddy buddy Told us all to get into a circle Said the world because I won't hurt you All I really wanna do is freak you You know what? She freaked us! And I watched, and then I checked my swatch to see the time The tribe had phoned the buddy line And that buddy was mine, oh my Now in Quest, Jungle, and De La Soul is at the clubs, our ritual unfolds. Grab our bones and start swinging our hands. Then Jamie stop flocking in every brand. Cause Jennifer just wanna stay aware. Yo, fella, should we keep her aware? something you can be my body anytime
The flat black plastic on the mutiny radio.fm. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the US nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in her ear, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Because when I asked, do you have a man, she tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. I'm not even going for it. This is what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Working for it at this time. I thought just having a friend couldn't be no crime. Cause I have friends, and that's a fact. Like Agnes, Agatha, Jermaine, and Jack. 
forget about that, let's go into the story About our girl named blah 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 that adore me So we started talking, getting familiar Spending a lot of time so we can build a relationship Or some understanding how it's gonna be in the future we was planning Everything sounded so dandy and sweet I had no idea I was in for a treat After this was established, everything was cool The tour was over and she went back to school I called every day to see how she was doing Every time that I called her, it seemed to be doing I called the rumor, got picked up, and then I called her again I said, yo, who is that? Oh, he's just a friend Get down to business. 
fitness, mental self-defense or fitness. Don't rush the show. You got to go what you know. To make everybody see. In order to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. 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 Fight the power.
coke cooling at a bar and I'm looking for some action but like Mick Jagger said I can't get no satisfaction I asked the guy why you so fly he said funky cold Medina Another MC get paid Using my rap style And I'm playing the background Meanwhile, I ain't with that You can't forget that You took my style I'm taking it back Coming back Like Return of the Jedi Sucker MC's in the place That said I could only rock rhyme And only rock crowds But never rock records How you like me now? Like it's supposed to be played New Jacks, you all should have stayed Out of the business What is this, amateur night at the Apollo? Get off this stage, I'm enraged Just like a lion, trapped inside of a cage I'm the real king, rap is a jungle I never understood how could one go to a party Watch me, stand around and jock me Become a rapper, then try to rock me Screaming like a demon, you're screaming and dreaming I'm from the old school, I used to see men die for less But I'm not living that way, I let my mic do the talking And let the music play And try to get yourself in my shoes But they won't fit you, I'm bigger and better Forget about Defa Every time I rock the mic, I left a stain in your brain That will remain stuck in the back of your brain Until you see me again Respect, I come correct The rhymes I select are nothing short of perfect Vernacular's pure And I can ensure life or death with my breath My voice is secure, I feel life From the words I spread I'll make a sick man rock on his deathbed Sucker MCs, I'll make your girl say ow And she's jocking. Now how you like me now?
nerve when I heard a sucker rapper that I know I'll serve run around town saying he is the best. Is that a test? I'm not impressed. Get real. You're nothing but a toy. Don't you know that I serve that boy just like a waiter? Hit him with a plate of these fresh rhymes and make sure that he pay to pay to pay the bill and leave him standing still. And when he's had enough, hit him with a refill. And for dessert, it won't be no ice cream. I'm just gonna shatter and splatter his pipe dreams. Make him feel a wrath, beat him down and laugh. And when I finish, then I'm gonna ask him who is the best. And if he don't say Modi, I'll take my whip and make him call himself Toby. Whip him good, then I'll make him sweat. Always talking about battles, but he never had a battle yet. But if we ever did, how could he beat me? He's so petrified, he's scared to even meet me. My word's the law, that's why you don't beat. You're nothing but a punk track star and a thief. So I'm putting you in punishment, just like a child. Never touch another mic. How you like me now? I know you're overstuffed, and if I keep going, you'll be throwing up old rhymes I used to say way back in the day when you used to come to my parties and pay. Nobody's ever gonna rock me in this side bow. So all I wanna say is how you like me now. Dallas kind of fat, reminiscent of a whale. Young girls' desires for the females' dreams. I'll be the abstract poetic representing for queens. Socially, I'm not a name. Black and white got game. If you came to the jam, well, I'm glad you came. See, nigga first was used back in the deep south. Falling out between the dome of the white man's mouth. It means that we will never grow. You know the word, dummy. Upper niggas in the community think it's crummy. But I don't. Neither does the youth, cause we am. Race adversity, it goes right with the race. And being that we use it as a term of endearment, niggas start to bug to the domas where the fear went. Now the little shorty say it all of the time. And a whole bunch of niggas throw the word in a rhyme. Yo, I start to flinch 
as I try not to say it, but my lips is like the oop as I start to spray it. My lips is like the oop as I start to spray it. My lips is like the oop as I start to spray it. The sucker nigga, nigga, nigga. I throw the sucker in the front, throw the ones that front. The sucker niggas, nigga, nigga. I throw the sucker in the front, throw the ones that front. The sucker niggas, nigga, nigga. I throw the sucker in the front, throw the ones that front. The sucker niggas, nigga, nigga. It's the neo nigga of the 90s. Come on. Get the daisies for the hot holes in my lawn. 
Everybody's saying what to do when sucker lunatics start digging and chewing. They don't know that the soul don't go for that potholes in my lawn. And that goes for my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't act for maximum security, but my dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink block was on the scroll. I just wrote me a new mode, but now it's gone. Cause those suckers knew that I hate to recognize that every time. I'm writing this Hot holes in my lawn. I found that it's not wise to leave my garden untended cause I has now pardoned on laws of privacy. Even pause are after my writer's seat. I perceive that everyone's saying what to do when suckers are praying upon my well-guarded spreadsheets. Oh, why hell does it send up fleets of evil doers through the big hole? It gets an evil doers who dig holes, which leaves my lawn with lawn shoe. I think I better plant traces to give clues, or better yet, call 911. And when they get here, I inform them I'm the plug one of the chair and let them realize the reason for concern of the soul, cause we've come down with a case of potholes. What to do when you dive the death that I predict and plug tuning? It's a shame when you deny to claim that you stole my words of fame that I wrote in my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on C. I don't act for a barbed wide fence B. My dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink block was on the scroll. I just wrote me a new mold, but now it's gone. Cause those suckers do that I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing it's gone. Potholes in my lawn.
I'm checking out the fella. I'm fine. I'm swinging. The way that I feel with a little seduction and some sex appeal. It's Friday night and I just got paid. I'm checking out the fella with the hot top fade. Moving in closely. Ready for the kill. Stepping on a man's floor. But if a guy touch my body, I put him in check. I said, we just met. We can't do that yet. I'm not a pick-up. No, this ain't a stick-up. I'm not stuck up. I turn the kick up and just rock, baby. Pop, don't stop. Stick out your butt and shake what you got. Crazy, 
dance. Yup, and it's my body. The shirt I wear. Big D-Lo cut. My jeans fit nice. It shows off my butt. Designer down from head to toe. Oh, my hair, neck, and fingers is crazy. Girl, now please stop blushing. We're just dancing, dummy. Come on, we both know. I don't want you for your money. Cause we like to rap. So we always. Rhyme. I like to dance. 